Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Octave. We're back. This is episode number four, and uh, we're going to give you guys some more really good conversation with our Octave Roundtable about producers. We've kind of hit on some producers within the last episode, and we wanted to come back to the table and give you guys a little bit more because there's so many super producers who put out some really dope music. And I think that you guys are really going to dig the conversation that we have for you guys today. So uh, before we even get started, we're going to let it go around the table. As you know, we have a remote podcast. All of our uh, co-hosts are dialed in from different areas around the country. So I'm going to let it go around the table. Everybody can introduce themselves, where they're from, and uh, then we'll get into some great conversation on producers. Hey, everybody. This is V-Dub coming from Columbia, South Carolina. This is L Bug in the ATL. Core BX from Soundview, and I am your man, Take Best, and I am back in the ATL. So, everybody, thanks for coming back to the table. You know, the last time that we all got together, we had some really good conversation with my core crew on producers, and we went through a lot of different producers, and there's so many. I wanted to come back to the table again and continue the conversation. So, today we're going to kind of hit a few different producers some that are what people would consider like an old school producer. Some are what people would consider new school producers. But we got my man Swizz Beats, we got Just Blaze, and we got DJ Premier on the outskirts. And then to kind of round out our discussion, we're gonna talk about some new school producers like my man Mike Will, London on the track, and of course Metro Booming, guys who are making noise in the industry today. So let's talk about Swizz Beats first. I'm going to kind of let it go around the table. We'll talk about some of the uh, songs that we really appreciate from these different producers. Um, Maybe even songs that we didn't like as much from these producers. And do you feel that this producer has helped the game or have they ruined the game? Let's start with my girl V-Dub. And V, tell us about Swiss Beats. Like, what are some of the songs that you really appreciate? What do you like? What don't you like? And do you feel like this person hurt or helped the game? I want to say that Swiss Beats was my favorite producer in all this. And I say that because, and Core's probably gonna be like, why? But it's heavy in Jay-Z songs, first of all. You know, I love Jay-Z. Um, <laughs> but it was also real heavy in like the Rough Riders, DMX, and like Eve and all that. Like when I said like the um, Rough Riders anthem was really good. That's like one of my favorite songs. I played it like three times. Yes. Stop. <laughs> Shut them down and open up. Shut them down. Yes. Open up. Yes. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite songs. So I like, I loved it because of that. Then there's also like the Jay Z and the Jigga, you know, my, you know, what he said. And then, <laughs> but like, um, it was real heavy on the DMX and stuff. So I really, really liked that. Um, so do you feel like this person hurt the game? Oh, definitely helps. Like Swiss Beats. He definitely helped the game, like without a doubt. Like, and he's, I feel like he's still relevant today. Like he could still like produce something and it'll still be a hit. Cause I feel like his songs are party music. Like it gets to party hype, you know what I'm saying? So that's why he's my favorite. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's go to El Book. Um, yeah, I definitely um, am a fan of uh, Swiss Beats. 
Uh, he is he was raised in Bronx, New York. So that's where all the New Yorkers. I know everybody likes to represent yes. for yes. Swiss Beats. Um, but uh, I liked Bring Em Out by T.I. Um, also, um, like V-Dub said, Rough Riders Anthem. Um, everybody knows that DMX will definitely get you hype. So if you are driving anywhere, calm down. But anyway, um, I also like um, Tambourine by Eve. Yeah. And um, I also what I found was interesting about Swiss Beats. I know it's been a, quite some time since we heard from Cassidy, not unless I'm just late. No. But um, I'm a hustler, which I love that song um, still today. But that was also another song that was produced by Swiss Beats. And Hotel, right? Hotel with Cassidy and um, R. Kelly? You're right. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that song. That's a good one. That one and um, one. Um, Party Up, Up In Here by DMX. Also like that one. Um, I also saw, saw surprisingly um, Get Me Body by Beyonce. Yes. And um, Upgrade You by Beyonce as well. But all of those I feel, I mean, I feel like it's um, a different spectrum in music. It's like a mix of R&B and rap. So I definitely think that Swiss Beats definitely um, transitioned because he is more on the hip hop side. But I like that he also dibbled and dabbled into a little bit of R&B as well. Absolutely agree. Y'all both came up with some really good, really good songs for Swiss Beats. Some of them I even forgot about, but that's really good. What's up, Soundview? Man, you, you barked up the right tree on this one, dogs. Like I said, Swiss <laughs> Beats being from the Bronx, when they did Rough Rider Anthem, they was on the Bruckner Expressway in that video. Yeah, that sure right, was. Right, yeah. right up and down. They used to, matter of fact, a that's lot right, of them- That's right near your area. Right near my area, yeah. A lot of them used to be in, um, right there, there's a Burger King right on Bruckner Boulevard, and a lot of Rough Riders, one o'clock in the morning, they'd be out there chilling. So yeah, this, this hit, hits close to home. Swiss Beats is definitely one of my favorite producers. All the stuff that he dropped, I mean, ev everything was a banger. My favorite beat of all time, Money, Cash. Yes. The other thing. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> is one of the sickest beats to Bananas. me I, I ever heard. Um, I agree with that. that like you said, on. got the locks wilding out. LL Cool J, put your hands up. You know, I forgot about that locks yeah. joint. Voila. Yes, the locks. You remember yeah. this joint though? Bigger businesses. Yeah. Daddy Kids, Ron Isley, Diddy, Birdman, Snoop Dogg, Cassidy. Bananas, man. I mean, this guy has a catalog. He literally Definitely. has a catalog. Best of me, Jay-Z. Shout out to Vic, Jay-Z Amaya. <laughs> World War Three. I mean, the list goes on, man. I mean, I remember seeing, um, like, it wasn't a versus. It was a versus thing. It was one of the, probably the first ones before it became versus. And they had Swiss Beats against Just Blaze. And I mean, on Instagram. And that thing was bananas. So you talk about Swiss Beats. He's definitely one of the greatest of all time when it comes to um, producing. Definitely. I agree. Absolutely. Bronx, stand so, up. <laughs> <laughs> he's on wild out mode right now. <laughs> um, I think you guys pretty much bagged all the songs that I had on my list. Um, I had Rough Riders Anthem as my number one. Um, Beyonce, I think L brought it up. Beyonce's Upgrade You. Core just talked about Maya and Jay-Z, um, The Best of Me remix. And um, I also had T.I.'s Bring Him Out. I love that song so much. That was actually the song when I got married that we came into on our reception. I love it. Wow. <laughs> energy, energy. Yeah, like, 
and I got married in the ATL. So I was like, it's only right that our intro music should be like, bring them out, bring them out. Like, so that was our <laughs> intro music coming into our episode. And um, another one that I don't think anybody mentioned it, but it was probably one of my favorites as well is Buster Rhymes. Catch it. Yes. Yes. Yes, Buster. Absolutely. Took the sample there and made a classic for Buster. And the last thing I had on here was kind of a newer song. Well, newish. Um, and it was from Nas's, not his last album, but the album before Life is Good. Him and Swizzbees had a song called Summer on Smash. And I love the beat to Summer on Smash. And um, Swizz definitely helped the game. Um, Most definitely. In, in ridiculous ways. He, he's definitely on my, he's in my Mount Rushmore of producers. He's definitely up there. Oh, y'all forgot about Fancy. Let's talk, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, forgot about mm-hmm. that. I, wow. And that was a really It was. Yeah, that's a that dope song. Yeah. Yeah, that was a real dope song. That's a good pick, Vic. I totally forgot about that. I did too. I'm sure if we sat here for like another 15, 20 minutes, we could pull up another like eight, nine, exactly. 10 songs. And be like, hey, remember this? Remember that? Right. He's got a catalog. He's definitely got a catalog. Let's talk about our next guy. Let's talk about one of my, this is one of my favorite guys and I feel like he doesn't get enough credit and that's Just Blade. So, Core, let's start with you on Just Blade. We'll work our way back around the table. Show me what you got. Another. (laughs) (laughs) Another sick beat. Yeah. Let me see. Who else he did? He did a lot of stuff for a lot of people. I would have to say um, stuff that he did for Dipset. Yeah, some. I mean, Just Blaze, he is another one that I would say you could put on the Rushmore too. Not only that, but he was also involved like with the NBA Street basketball games. Yeah. I'm pretty catch you know had that got to the video game joint, which is bananas. I mean, the guy, he, he, um, he's definitely one that helped out the game a lot too. Because not only that, but he also, you know, he played a couple of instruments as well. Like I see him, see the video of him getting busy on the drums. And that's my favorite, my favorite instrument is the drums. And yeah. he definitely got busy on that. Like a lot of his stuff, I believe too, is timeless. Because with certain producers, you know, when you hear a beat, you know who it's from. They have their signature. Instead of like right. always screaming out, yo, just Blaze and Swizzy. You, you, you don't even have to hear that to know that it's their beat. Well, he did a joint with Big Pun, yeah, on the Fier Baby album, off with his head. That joint was bananas. Yeah. Even did some, um, some reggae stuff with Mad Lion. So for Buster, Jay, Memphis Bleak, you know, the dude has a solid, solid, solid resume as well. So another New York cat, very proud of. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. L Book? I do like Just Blaze as well. He produced Oh Boy by Cameron, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Song Cry by Jay-Z, mm-hmm. Freedom by Beyonce, yeah. uh, Live yeah. Your Life by T.I., Far Away, uh, Marsha Ambrosius. Mm-hmm. Breathe by Fabulous, Pump It Up, Joe Budden, uh, Take Me There by Faith Evans, and Touch the Sky by uh, Kanye West. So you ain't said nothing, but right? Hey, classics have longevity, and longevity stays around for forever, pretty much. So I do feel like um, Just Blaze is is a producer that definitely um, pushes the industry forward. Just in just in his work alone, and I agree with you. I don't think he gets enough credit. Absolutely. Um, well, dang, Elbug. Okay. <laughs> so, what's <laughs> left? <laughs> you can come back for emphasis. You can come back for emphasis. It's all good. Like, so, I mean, no, 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 no. You picked you pick some really, really good songs, but what you didn't, I didn't hear React by Eric Sermon and Redman. Ooh. Okay. Um, also, one I really like is I think Freeway and 
PD Crack flip side. Yeah, I remember that song. Yeah. That, I love that. Um, and what else do I have? I have, of course, Pump It Up. I mean, that's a big hit. Big one. Then Breathe. I have some Talib Kweli songs as well. I didn't know he, like, Just Blaze did some with Talib Kweli too. So, um, oh, nice. Yeah. So he was really heavy on, like, state property, like Rockefeller yeah. and the diplomats and stuff like that. I really, I noticed that. So was he, like, from Philly or what? Well, state property is that? Yeah, state property was. Yeah, it was, yeah, State Property is based Philly, on right? Philly. Uh-huh. Right, so I noticed he was like, real heavy with like the Philly people. Was he from Philly? I think he's Not from Patterson, New Jersey, right? Um, L Book is right. He's from Jersey. Born in yeah. Oh, wow. I thought he was from New York for some reason. He's just, he's just a bridge yeah. over. He's just a bridge over. All right, so he's a Jersey guy. I mean, I still like him. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's good. Oh. That's real good. Y'all had some good, good, good picks. Um, I think I had everything you guys had. I had Show Me What You Got on my list. I got Joe Budden's Pump It Up on my list. Um, I don't think I did. I have Song Cry on my list as well. And I don't know if anybody said this mm, or not, but you see where Sweet Ways rocked the mic. Yeah. Yes, I had that on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, That was another favorite of mine. So, um, yeah, and as, um, as, as V-Dub was saying, Just Blaze, he was real heavy in the Rockefeller camp, um, did a lot of stuff with Rockefeller, did a lot of stuff with state property, subsidiary of Rockefeller. And even for a while, the diplomats were a subsidiary of Rockefeller once they signed underneath um, the label. So he was kind of like the in-house go-to guy at Rockefeller to take care of stuff. And then he also worked with another producer group called 1500 or Nothing. And 1500 or Nothing was the group that actually did all of the music behind Jay-Z, Show Me What You Got. So all that live instrumentation and big sound that the song had all came from 1500 or Nothing. And Just Blaze played the drums on that particular um, set. If you, if anybody who's listening ever gets a chance to, go on YouTube and just type in Jay-Z, Show Me What You Got, 1500 or Nothing. It'll show you the in-house session of Just Blaze in like one room playing the drums, you got um, Dobson over in another room and he's doing it on the keys. It's like everybody's doing something, contributing to the sound of that one song. And that was like a, a big record for Jay and just a big sound. I think that was a little bit different for him. He didn't really have a lot of songs that had like huge live instrumentation, big, big sound, like Show Me What You Got had. So mm-hmm. um, if you ever get a chance, definitely check that out on YouTube. It's a really good one. So just plays, yeah. Matter of fact, on the, on the YouTube drum, I don't mean to cut you off, dogs. On the YouTube, they show two cat. It was show just Blaze and somebody else getting busy on the drums too. Mm, okay. And like YouTube, okay. but... nice, yeah, nice, yeah. Cool. They um they had a real good thing going on. Um, Rockefeller. I think we're at at one point in time we're gonna come back and do um labels that are that are no longer big like they used to be and. We're kind of we're gonna kind of talk about that, like you know what happened with Rockefeller, because back in the '90s you really had like a good three or four. So it was Rough Riders, mm-hmm. you had Murder Inc., you had Rockefeller, and you had Bad Boy. Like those four right. just ran the entire urban market. And now when you look around, they absolutely you don't really see. I don't. I can't name anybody on Bad Boy at this point in time. Not a soul. Only person is on um, that he pushes is on um, French Montana. It's French, yeah. That's, the, that's, that's, that's about, about it. it. Like and, you know, you think about all the um, the great artists that he had at yes. one time. Like he had a, a stable of artists all at one time. It wasn't even like over a collective amount of time. But like Faith was on the label, Carl Thomas was on the label, One Twelve was on the label, Big Total. Total. Total was on the label when Biggie was alive. Like they were still all in there. Mace was there. Like he had a stable 
of artists and they were all making number one hits. And then when you look back now and you're like, man, what is Bad Boy? There's really not anything going on. You don't hear anything of Rough Riders. You don't hear anything of Murder Inc. You don't hear anything, you know, these other labels that ran the market in that time. So it would be really nice to um, to come back and uh, sit down and talk about that nostalgic golden era of the 90s when those particular labels ran the market. I love it. All right, let's jump to our next Absolutely. guy. Um, oh, man. Yo, Chick, I'm going to take over right now, and I'll let you have the first shot at you, man. Okay. <laughs> London on a track. <laughs> All right. Corey on the track. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Um, so DJ Premier. All right. So this is one of my guys um, that I grew up under. Premier to me was a, he was more than just a DJ. He was more than just a producer. He, he had, he brings so much to the table. So my songs that I really loved was um, from Jay-Z's and I think it was, I might have been the intro song, but it was called A Million and One Question. Um, I love that one. I'll take it back a little bit further. Das Effects, Real Hip Hop. That was another one of my favorites. Notorious Big, the song Notorious. From the group that DJ Premier was with, this is my favorite Gangstar song of all time, and the song was called Dwick. <laughs> that um, that kind of rounded out my top ones for DJ Premier. I love everything DJ Premier puts his hands on. Um, the guy is super talented as a producer, as a DJ. I think everybody at some point in time who's inside the music business wants to have a primo song. Like they need to have a song with DJ Premier. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there and I'll let you guys have the rest of it. Let's start with um well let's go ahead to let's go to L Book first this time. Well DJ Premier, he has a long resume, very extensive. He's considered one of the greatest hip hop producers of all time. D'Angelo Lady, mm. uh All for You by Janet Jackson. Uh, Six Sense by Common, Big Daddy Kane, Show and Prove, and one of my favorites, Bone Thugs and Harmony, First of the Month. Nice. Mm, nice. I heard that up. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dope. I do like Premier. Yeah, Premier is the guy's classic. He's got so much in his, under his belt. Um, beat up. Okay, so I, like, I, I saw that Premier is like, Real, real, like super classic. Like I saw Nas, Nas is like I saw, um, of course, Common, but that's not New York based. Um, and I saw Limp Biscuit and Method Man. That was an interesting collab. But <laughs> I didn't know why I wrote "In Together Now" by Limp Biscuit and the um, and Method Man. So yeah, those are the songs I found by him. Y'all already listed all the good ones, but those are some other songs. Right. Sorry, I took up all the stuff. Oh, it's cool. Um, that's the so, man. No, you didn't. That's my guy. And he's um he's a born and raised New Yorker. Like he's born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, so he's uh he's 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 a good dude. Good dude. Corey. Actually, well, you know what? Let me take that back. He's not born and raised in Brooklyn. He was born and raised in Texas and then he moved to Brooklyn. Houston, yeah. yep. Thinking about that. He was born and raised in Texas, then he moved to Brooklyn when he was young. But we you know, we'll claim him in New York. <laughs> All right, BX, what you got? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, well, Nas, New York State of Mind. On this Illmatic album, Nas, when he did mm -hmm. New York State of Mind, that blew everybody away, y'all. That blew everybody away. And another rapper, I'm not going to say rapper, a lyricist, MC that gets very little credit that he did an album that um, premiered did an album for, The Sun Rises in the East. If you listen to that album, he's another dude that could tell us, you could close your eyes and visualize everything that he's saying and the beats that 
premiere drop for that album i mean you gotta be you gotta be zoned out to get these beats going man because beats is not hard beats is hard to make but when you go to that extra level yeah to where it's like your mind is blown yeah he um absolutely premiere he's like you said about rushmore oh He's another one that used to go on that. Mom Rushmore. You got Showbiz at AG. Yeah. Um, but you know what it is? It just shows like how long. Now we talking. And it just shows like how long he's been consistent. How long he's been in it and how long he's been consistent with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So I think we're all in agreement with these, um, yeah. at least these first three, that 100% everybody here pushed the, the genres forward, pushed the game forward. And um, they all have their place on the figurative Mount Rushmore of producers. Everybody's in agreement Definitely. with that? Definitely. Absolutely. All right. So um, I kind of split this list in two. Yes, we have sir. six producers to talk about. Those are our first three. They all have classic joints. And I think we can all pretty much vouch that in today's world, they would be looked at as an old school producer because they've been around for a while. They've had a lot of longevity from back in those 80s and 90s period. So now we're talking about um, the next three, which I can already see um, Core BX's eyes rolling in the back of his head, virtually <laughs> across our remote podcast right now. Um, and we're gonna talk about the next three. Um, I'm actually gonna flip this list a little bit because I think I had put on there London, Mike Will, and Metro Boomin. Let's do Mike Will first. And um, V-Dub, why don't you take us through your Mike Mike Will Made It songs? Well, actually, Mike Will was my second favorite because I didn't realize he had some of my favorite songs in it, like um, Pumble, Kendrick Lamar, Pour It Up, Rihanna. I even like Molly Cyrus, so we can't stop my, with Molly Cyrus. I like that song, No Type. Ray Shermer, uh, Black Beatles, um, Bugatti with Ace Hood and Future, okay. um, Mercy, Kanye, and and everybody else, you know. Yeah, Kanye um, and the crew. Right, and even he had Ari Lennox, the Shea Butter Baby. Oh, I love yeah. Ari Lennox. Yeah, I didn't know I was, that. I was you know, I didn't surprised. Know either. Nice. You know when I found out that he produced that Shea Butter Baby song was when the movie Creed came out. That Shea Butter Baby song was on the soundtrack mm -hmm. for Creed. And Mike will produce like that whole soundtrack. And that's when I was like, oh snap. Nice. Like, this is his. Didn't realize that that was him as well. That's a great song. Mm -hmm. It um, is. Tig, you I'm just sorry. stole my whole thunder with that. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my whole thunder, bro. Yo, do you have that That's my bad. That's my bad. That's my bad. Alright, I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna uh -oh. shut up until Corey told me I can talk again. Nah, it's okay, dog. <laughs> v, do you feel like Mike Will is a producer that pushes the culture forward, or do you feel like with the new school way that he does things, is he holding the game back? No, I think he he can push it forward if he continues with like the way he's going. Like all the songs, I didn't mention some of them, like Nicki Minaj. He has some with Future, some with Drake and stuff. So he is collabing with a bunch of good people that can help to push the culture of music forward. So I don't think he's hindering anything. Good observation on that. L Book, let me hear your Mike Will. Well, I definitely um, am feeling Mike Will with V-Dub just kind of, you know, clean the list. <laughs> 
but she brought out some good ones like Mercy. <laughs> I do like that one. Um, no Flex Zone by Ray Schmerd. Um, Sierra's Body Party. Uh, Miley Cyrus, oh, You Can't Stop. Rihanna's definitely poured up. <laughs> I love, love, love that song. Um, Lil Wayne's Love Me, um, just to name a few. But um, I definitely feel like um, Michael is definitely a push forward. Also, um, oh, Kendrick Lamar as well. Um, Humble. Yeah. But uh, I I do like Mike Will though definitely. All right, BX. All right, you know you got some joints. So uh, like the no yeah, flex. It's like zone. a down south feel. I I, I ain't gonna front. I like that song. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I like that song. <laughs> no flex right, song. right. Oh, the body party, yo, that joint. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that song. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> That was a big song. Um, oh, formation. Like, I'm not the yes. biggest Beyonce fan, but the formation. Yeah, it was. That was a real big song. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you said, well, you mentioned Humble by um, Kendrick Lamar. He also did DNA, Kendrick Lamar. So, you know what? I'm up. feeling the cat. I have to say, I am feeling the cat. He, um. Okay. Like, uh, I, no, no, no. I never said I wasn't feeling him like that. <laughs> we but know you waiting on London on the track. No, 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 no. We're going to get to the London on the track. <laughs> That's what I said I wasn't feeling. <laughs> Yeah, because you ain't going to hear nothing from me on that one. <laughs> Definitely. So Mike Will, he got his, he, he, he got some joints. He really got some joints. My only thing with, like, producers today is, is like, they have to say their name to say, this is my joint. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, back in the day, you didn't really have to do that because you already knew. You had a sense of, like, okay, this is a Swiss joint or this is a Premier joint or just Blades. Even with, you know, because... Yeah. Swizzy came with Swizzy, just Blade, just Blade, you know, stuff like that. But to do it on every record, that's that bothers me. Because it's almost saying, okay, let me say my name, put my name out there so you know that is mine instead of having your signature on it. So that's where that's where I kind of like, like I, the, I, I the new school that. DJs um, or producers rather. And the old that's one thing that used to bother me and it could just because... I'm the old guy in the room. So I'm so used to how it was done in the past. You could just hear it and know who it was. You could hear a beat come on and exactly. you automatically knew. Oh, that's Timbaland. You could hear a beat come on and I knew it was Rodney Jerkins. It was Dark Child. Like he had a signature sound. You know, everybody had their own signature sound. Now of days, I do feel like sometimes the producers, I don't know even know if it's a, pro- a producer's fault, or is it the artist's fault? Because sometimes artists will go around, they'll see who's got the number one hit on the radio, and they'll be like, oh, I need me a joint to sound just like that. And like then they're gonna that. go to a producer mm-hmm. and be like, listen, I need you to make me a joint that sound like what Mike Will just did, you know? And then they're gonna make that joint. And now the producer kind of gets pushed into a pigeonhole of like, oh, well, you sound just like so-and-so, like you don't have your own signature thing. And I'm not sure if it's like producers making beats and they're just putting out beats that sound like somebody else or artists coming and saying, hey, I need to get a number one hit. And right now the wave is I need a song that sounds like so-and-so. Can you make me a, you know, a beat that sounds similar to what they're doing? So it is kind of up in the air. I hate to always put it always on the producers because there is more to just the producer doesn't come to you and say, hey, you got to sing on this song, period. Sometimes artists come and say, listen, this is what I'm looking for. And now you got to try to make what they're looking for. 
So you do have, you know, it's a give and take on it. Um, but I, I do get tired of people yelling their name out. That does bother me a little bit. But how, how but else would me, they know? Like, I mean, because and, everybody always says they're a producer. You, you can be a producer with anything. So how else would they know true. who is producing this if they don't yell London on the track at the beginning? Not on every right. song, but maybe every other song. I don't know. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> solid, solid point. I don't want to put something out there and you think it's Mike Will that right. Like, I need you to know, like, I made it. So that's a very solid point. Very solid point. That is valid, but I think that is that is valid so that, too because especially with yeah. producers, when you think about it, we always hear the artist, we hear the music and everything. But when you think about like the background of the song, who produced it, a lot of times we don't hear a lot about the producers. So I think it's important. And yes, true, maybe before previously, like um, Core said, you know, with the old school producers, you could tell by the sound and everything. But a lot of times the recognition of producers is really put on the back burner and you don't really know a lot about the producer until an award show where they actually get an award for it. So I feel like in in some ways, I might agree, I might have to agree with V-Dub that, you know, sometimes it, it is okay to say your name, you know, at times, but like you have people like DJ Khaled, we the best. Everybody know, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's a stamp. It's sometimes a stamp of, you know, their work, their artistry and everything like that. But I also feel like it's good to have a balance because you don't always want to hear someone shouting their name on a song. Go ahead, Cor, because I, I knew that, that's how I feel like, with, you know, having a right. certain signature and your signature shouldn't be you screaming your name out. Like, I, like literally, true. I could tell a Timbaland beat from somebody else. Sometimes I got to look up to see Okay, who did this? Timbaland or Pharrell? Because they come from the same area. So sometimes you're like, yeah. mm. it puts you in the right world. Okay, okay, I was right. I wasn't Timbaland, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's still a signature there. But today is like, there's no signature. Like I can't, songs I listen to, I can't tell who's who. Even with the rappers today, I can't tell who's who. I'm not hating, I'm not trying to hate on them because you know, everybody going, oh, you are old head. You don't know what you're talking about different generations we grew up we were like the last generation to grow up from listening to our parents music steadily or our Absolutely. grandparents music like my grandfather he used to clean the house listening to marvin Gaye. they have no clue i know everybody knows marvin Gaye. these new kids today they be like who's who's marvin Gaye? or somebody samples marvin Gaye. no they'd be like oh well marvin Gaye stole it from this rapper what no 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 so like maybe I'm blind to the fact about the new producers because I'm with you a old head, but I think coming up at the time I came up, we got to see different phases of producing from the good to the bad to the mediocre, such and such, such and such, 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 such. But I agree. I'm gonna I, just leave I it at that. I do agree. I do agree. We've um I'm gonna leave it at that for now. You know, <laughs> it's just that era that we came up in and that era, it taught us that, you know, um, certain producers, they had to have their signature sound. It was almost like rappers back in the day, you know, rappers back in the day, you couldn't sound like somebody else. And we talked about this on episode three about how everybody had to have like their own signature way of doing things in the music business. And if you sound like somebody else, you get clown and be out of here real quick because of the fact that you sound like somebody else. That was like, you know, a major diss 
back in the day is that you sound like so-and-so, like when you biting off of so-and-so, you're out of here. You right. don't have any originality. And I think that's what sometimes gets us. When it came to Mike Wills, I pretty much had what you guys had on your list. I had Rihanna's pour, pour it up, pour it up. Um, I had Kanye West um, with Mercy. <laughs> I had um, No Flex Zone, Ray Shremmer. I had Sierra's Body Party. And this one was kind of kind of a... Um, I had another <laughs> song on there from Kelly Rowland. I think all those songs is from Kelly Rowland. So it's her, uh, her kid right, yeah, song. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but that song is fire. Okay, but nobody oh. says that. The song is fire. <laughs> <laughs> He's not trying to be a clone of anybody else. He does have his own style. I do think some of the new school people are trying to be a clone of him. But um, mm-hmm. for him, I think he does keep his own style. And we can see from just those songs that we all mentioned, none of them have, they all have a specific style, but they're not a clone of something else that's out there. So he's uh, he definitely pushes the post. Wait, can I, can I mention I some will. more? I have two, three more. Sure, okay, man. so yeah, sure. Bands Make a Dance. Y'all forgot about that. Come on. I was just about to say <laughs> that. That is a great one. Well, classic. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, move that dough with future and push it. I've never heard this song before. True. I mean, Come on. never end with future and Kelly Rowland. We end this that. with uh, B.O.B. and T.I. Y'all remember that song? Yeah. Okay, I just want to yeah, put those yeah. out there. That's all. Yes. <laughs> and I also I want to mention that he is from here. This is true. Let's just put that out true. there. So we rocking, we rocking hard I with him. Yes, this absolutely. Is very true. He is a product. Of the South. <laughs> Absolutely. No uh, <laughs> wonder El Blue wanted to cut me. I see the daggers right. in the eyes. Okay, let's go to, <laughs> I think we all agree, Michael, pushing the culture forward. Yes. yes. We're all good on that. All right. So let's talk about, um, let's go to, yep. we've got London on the track. <laughs> Here comes Core in and, five, four, three, two, one. With Core Yes. BS. On his favorite, I we've got one. His favorite. On the track. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discredit the dude because obviously he's doing something. The first time, literally the first time I heard of this cat okay. was on um, Black Ink Chicago, the TV show. Okay. And four was doing um, a, a couple of uh, records with him, and basically that's as far as i can tell you about about him i don't really get into like honestly i don't listen to the radio anymore because you it's the same seven eight songs back to back to back to back to back rotation so i i try to stay away from the if i'm in the car okay i'll i'll hear the radio mm-hmm. and then i wind up hit going to like the jazz station or something because everything just sound, sounds the same to me i don't oh, want yeah. to discredit the young man mm-hmm. because people get him on his tracks, like um, a boogie with the hoodie. French Montana had a joint featuring Drake with him, no stylist sneaking Drake featuring on uh, 21 Savage. And if I could backtrack a little, I'm seeing a pattern as opposed to the new school producers and you know, the older producers. And that pattern is the Swiss, the Just Blaze, the Premiers. They work with a lot of the same artists, but they branch out to different artists too. When I look at you know, London on the yeah. tracks resume. He's like the in-house. It always seems to be the rappers. same rappers, same rappers, and I'm Variety. like, where is the what's the where's yeah. the the motion that the yeah the variety the the movement. I mean, okay, the rappers are calling on these producers, 
or the producers be like, yo, listen, I got this beat. I, I think you can spit on, yada, yada, yada. But you got to get out the comfort zone. And that's what's lacking today. The company, everybody stay in the comfort zone. They're not afraid to jump out of the comfort zone. I don't want to discredit anybody from what they do. But at the same token, it has to be a case. There's a yeah. case where well, what if, you got to branch over so that way you're not stuck in the same What if he has a like, contract or whatever? Like, everybody this supposed to be exclusively for them. So that's why, you know, maybe that's why. We don't know. Well, see, that's the thing about a producer. They are they're not. Like the freelancer. They're not I held on to anybody. Yeah. yeah, basically, that's exactly what it is. So there's no contract. The only contract is listen, I got this beat. You're going to pay me this money, money for the for your rap on it. Boom. That's the contract right there. Yeah. It's not like they strong arm to stay, you know, where they can't venture out. So your producer could yeah. do anything from hip hop, RB, jazz, even I think the only time that. That's the that's the, the that's the, the that's where the money's at being a producer. Lock, like Timbaland, like he owned his own um, production company, and he only worked mm-hmm. with just his crew. So like during that early stages, everything was like he did music for Missy, he did Aaliyah. music for Genuine, he did music for Aaliyah, Aaliyah because that was part of the Super Friends. That was just their little core crew. And that's all he really did music for. And then after that core crew kind of broke right. apart a little bit, Leah passed away. You know, people started doing other things and they kind of left that. Then he still went out and would work with whoever. But in that initial part, it was like they were just a crew and they, he only worked with his crew. And that's why they all had a specific sound. And I think that was probably another thing that goes back to right. earlier about when you knew somebody had a, a certain sound, you, you already knew from the artist that was coming on, like, Okay, yeah, it's going to be a Timberland joint right here because they wasn't working with nobody else. It's like, this is our in house guy. Now, right. from London, to, right. to go back to V Dub's point. But see, but I, that was by choice. That was by choice. I don't think that London has, um, he doesn't have like his own thing where he's got like a core crew he only works with. So, even though it looks like it, <laughs> right now, when you just look at the list of people that are there, it looks like, well, yo, I only work with just these people. So, possibly, who knows? Maybe he does have something that we just don't know about. To go back to Vita's point, maybe he is just exclusively working with, you know, these certain artists. It's a possibility. I have to do some more research on that. But that's a good point, though. El Book. I, what I found with uh, London on the track, um, like Core said, uh, I think the song was, it might have been Wannabe by French Montana, um, About the Money by T.I., also Come Through by Summer Walker. I do, even though I listen to a lot of different genres of music, and I do love a lot of old school music, but on the new school side of things, um, I do like Summer Walker. Um, and also Playing Games by Summer Walker is a song that he produced as well. And he's from the ATL, so I'm starting to think that Core BX got something against ATL producers, and he's all for up north. But see, we love up north and down south. But I noticed, I noticed that Core BX, he was like, oh, London on the track and um, Mike Will. Ah! <laughs> I don't know. You did on Mike Will. You, you no, did on I Mike gave Will. Mike, no, I gave, the track, like, eh. I gave him the Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I gave him the But I mean, uh, now see, now, 
I'm I, I just call it high. I'm just calling it high. Man, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> now, see, if we if we was getting to if it wasn't producers and MCs, okay, you showing us love. Okay, ooh, I see you. I got a list for you for ATL that I love. I love when the North and the South no. start to fight. No, <laughs> nah, it's all it, 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 listen. It's all love. I I it's love. love. You know what? You know what I love though. I love when the producers <laughs> from the North, specifically New York, work with artists from the South. I agree. That's what I love, and and ATL. Oh no! Listen, I, I nah don't, nah, you good, you good. I have no no. I'm not dissing ATL at all. I am not. <laughs> I don't want you to feel like that because yo, she's like yo. When we finish with this, I'm gonna she have don't a want none of that smoke. Record. None of that smoke. Okay. Let her know oh, yeah, well, and I, I, I no smoke. Laugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's all love. It's all love. I don't want that. Hey, that's all we're trying to do. I'm peaceable. peaceable. (laughs) Well, I just want to say with London, he was real heavy with the summer walker because that's his boo. I mean, come on, you you gotta support your woman. So he gave us some really good tracks. This is true. That is bae. That's bae. And I appreciate that. That's cute. Um, it was So, and also, like, uh, he had some tracks with the, the baby, and there was one, uh, David O. It's with Summer Walker. It's called uh, DNG with Summer Walker. So, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty dope. So, I mean, I only have like two songs mm. on London on the track. <laughs> this isn't a, I live in the ATL, so I'm obviously not hating on the ATL. Yes, I am a New Yorker. Yes, y'all hear me scream out Queens more than anybody who lives in Queens. I love my city. I love my borough. But I love where I live at now. ATL is my second home. So there's absolutely no shade <laughs> on London. It's just that I just haven't really found a lot of songs that have appealed to me. And it could just be my New York ears are just not attuned to London on the track stuff. However, saying that, all that to say this, Summer Walker, I think her album, her first album, flawless. I love that album front to back. Yes. The second album, I'm a little on the fence with it. There's certain songs I like. There's certain ones I really don't like. But I think she's an extreme talent. And she's dope. She's really dope. And London definitely mm-hmm. hit her off with some really good um, productions to, to carry her album. So Playing Games is probably like one of my favorites. Mine I too. I like that song a lot. He also did Soweetie. Oh, I didn't Pine, know that. And with yes. sampled the P.D. Pablo joint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he did that as well. He did. I was a big fan of the original P.D. Pablo song. So when Sweeney did it, I was like, okay, you know, I appreciate you recognizing that original dope song and then putting it into your music. And I'm not a big um, Sweeney fan at the same token. I will never discredit that song blew her up. It did. She wasn't really like, you know, as big as she was until that song came out for my type. And I've seen it everywhere. I've seen people doing TikToks to it. I seen it on, you know, um, heard it on satellite radio. It's on regular radio. I see the video popping up. I see people putting memes and whatnot together for it. So that song really blew her up. And, you know, London on the track, he's behind it. So you got to give him his props for that. Now, do you guys feel yes or no? I'm going to go through each one of you. Yes or no? Does London on the track push the culture forward or does he hold it back? Elbow. I'm gonna, even though he's from ATL, and this is like that, you know, where your originality, where you, you're from, all that aside, I'm gonna have to say no. I feel like even though there are some great hits that he has, I think that he does need some more variety in as far as artists go. Honestly, no, I don't see any growth with him. 
Okay. So I feel like we're on America's Got Talent. That's four no's. Because I don't see any growth in as well. Um, I think he's, he's still new. He's 29 years old. He's still new. Um, I didn't turn my gear. As he develops further. Because he has potential. Um, you obviously have potential. Because you, you got joints out there. Right. Um, you know, you just need a little bit more time. And a little bit more, as Vida mentioned, variety. We just branch out a little bit more, do some more things, work with different artists, and that'll help him develop a little bit more. But as of right now, yeah, that's a no for me as well. It's a big old dub on that one. So um, let's move to our last guy. Let's move to, um, I hate to leave him on that note, but uh, let's move to my last guy, Metro Boomer. Um, and let's start with, let's go left to right. So V-Dub, kick us off Metro with Metro Boomer. Okay. Um, so I have Ric Flair Drip. I love that song. Um, Jumpman, mm-hmm. and I have <laughs> Bad and Bougie, and a lot. Um, also like Tuesday from I Love McCohen. I don't know whether I know that song. Going up yeah, on a uh-huh. Tuesday, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, who else do I have? I have Going Bad with Meek Mill and Drake, Hot, uh, Young Thug mm-hmm. and Gunna. That's a real. That's a real hot song. Okay, yeah. So those are all I have for the Metro Boomin. Cool. All right. Let's go to L Book. Uh, for Metro Boomin, I have Honest by Future. Uh, like V Dub said, Jumpman by Drake and Future. Bad and Bougie as well. Mask Off by Future. Uh, Bank Account by Twenty One Savage. And uh, also Sean okay. Sway by Nicki Minaj. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Sal, what you got? I, I, I'll throw it a jump, man. I'm not a future fan, but I, like, I do like the jump, man. Okay, um, mom. Bad and bougie. Shout out to my okay, mom. Moms. She loves that song. <laughs> she loves that. My okay. mom, yo. G Dog Carter. G Dog, as I call her. I would love to see that. Yo, That's what's that up. Sword. And yo, when that joint come on, she yeah. throwing her old ad libs. I love my mother. Yo, oh, yo, I'm gonna. You, yo, we're we should have moms on the podcast. Mom, yeah. Yo, she loves that song. She loves that song. She, you get in the car, she hears that. She, whoo, yeah. boom. All right, okay, well, do your thing. So yeah, um, man, that's cool. That's uh, cool. let's see. I had two others that I it. forgot I'm to sorry. mention. They might be on my list. Uh, okay. What's your two? Oh, wait a minute. Okay, um, Solange, when I get home, yeah, I didn't have that. And and um, James Blake, assumed form. Very good pick. I didn't have that one. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. I didn't have either one of those. That's pretty good. Um, I had... Thank you. I had Bad and Bougie. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> that one there is a double ACL because <laughs> Metro Boomin is a oh, I, 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 I like that. Girl. And Amigos are right out there here go. in Lawrenceville. Thank so, you. Northside. Yeah, Northside. So right over here, <laughs> me and El Book live at. So that's, uh, that's big stuff right there. I have Post Malone. Congratulations, which I think was a dope song. Um, that was kind of a big one. I have from Kanye West's, not his last album, but the Pop, the Life of Pablo album. Um, there was a joint uh-huh. called Father Stretch My Hands. The the intro to that song is so crazy. Um, I don't know if y'all ever heard it before, but it's got like, I think it's Kid Cudi in the background yes. singing. It's like, beautiful morning. Yeah, that joint is crazy the way it starts <laughs> off. I love that. Just that intro part. I wish I could just move that um, yeah, I think those were like my top three was Post Malone, The Migos, and Kanye West. So Metro's got some joints. He's got some joints. Um, let's run through real quick. V-Dub, 
Do you feel like this guy pushes I think he has potential. Forward? I wouldn't say definitely no. I think he has potential. He has um, the ability to like get all these, I mean, bad and bougie. Just off of that, you know, I'm not going to give him a no, just off of that. And I'm, you know. Okay. So is this like a callback? I need to like, see more. I need to more? review more. Yes. Okay. Okay. So this is a callback for, for, for Metro from V-Bell. So Elbook, how are you feeling about Metro Boomin? Metro Boomin, I feel like um, he needs a little bit more time. Um, I will say he does have hits. I feel like bad and bougie. That alone, I agree with V-Dub. That song itself is a push. Jumpman, I feel like that song as well was a big song. Mask Off by Future. I think that he has potential. I just think that he needs more time to develop. I agree. Okay. Um, sound view? I agree with both V-Dub and Elbug. Um, right. That bad and bougie, man. Yo, I'm about to put that joint on right after we close up. But, um... Mm-hmm. See, right there, so that's a signature song for him. Let me ask you guys a question. This is what I'm talking about. Everybody here, songs? we all love that. That's a signature song that's for him. It's a big song, a, a huge song. Do you like the song for the lyrical content, or do you like the song for the production music? Are you more addicted to going bad and bougie? <laughs> or are you more addicted to the actual music that Metro Boomin oh, you know what? for the song? What's more what are you catching more? That is I can I don't I don't okay. want to cut nobody off. So sorry. Yes, it's a combination of both. Forward, you're loving Metro Boomin. I didn't say that. Okay. You like both. I'm saying that yeah. what you asked me about that song, is it the production or the song? I like both. Is he pushing it forward? Like I said, we're in a generation now where it's the same artist. I would like to see where it's a bunch of different artists. Because like uh, I believe what L Book said, rap from the no- um production from the north came to the south. The last few artists is okay. just that particular area. Right. What I like to see exactly. is like the down south come to the north. And it has happened. Don't get me wrong, it has happened. But as far as that a yes or push no the co- I would I would give it a Callback. Oh, this is different. Okay. V-Dub, how you callback? Um, definite callback. Yeah. When, when you put it like yeah. that, when you put the whole bad and booty, the ver- the words versus this song, like, off the bat, like, I hear all the words. I can't even, like, I'm thinking, like, how does the beat go? No, no, I'm serious. Like, how does the beat go? <laughs> so may- maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. I'm more, I love the words <laughs> and the beat, like, the, the cadence no, of, the, of the words, but... Do I actually yeah. love the actual production of it? So that that brings a good point. Right. I, I still want to see him back. I'm not going to just okay. you know I'm not going to say definite no, but I want to see more from him. I agree. Um, and L, we got your thoughts on it. We got V Dub's thoughts on it. We got Core's thoughts on it. My thoughts are the same. I would like. I think all of us we want to see a callback. Let's hear a little bit more. Um, I don't want to discredit him, so I think we all are in agreement right here that we need to see a callback from him. Um, obviously, Bad and Bougie, huge, huge song in his catalog. But um, let's think about even Post Malone's Congratulations. I can actually hear the music for Post Malone's Congratulations in my head. And to me, that was probably like his second biggest song. And I um, I love the, the production that he did behind the song. More so than just I can hear the lyrics to it. Bad and Bougie, I feel like V-Dub. Like I, can, I can't really remember like how does the actual music go. Mm-hmm. I can really just hear the cadence of the words. 
and I can't remember what the music mm-hmm. sounds like. So for it to be your biggest song, it should be memorable more than what the Migos did for it. Like I should be able to hear the right. instrumental and be like, yo, that beat was popping for you as a producer. Just don't hear yeah. it from him. I would like to hear a little bit more from him um, when it comes to being one of the top producers. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but the way I broke this up, yeah, it's the North versus the South. I did nothing but up mm-hmm. North for the first three, and everybody else is ATL going down oh. four through six. Mm-hmm. So this was more of it was more than just oh old school versus new school. But it was really North versus South as well, and see how we compare. L. Brooks, I saw, you know, That's I noticed that there were producers oh. that were from New York, in between New York and New Jersey, and then there were producers from Atlanta, like Georgia. And I'm, I said, okay. <laughs> This is interesting, but that's he is the reason why we have beef, huh? I that's do whatever it. I can. To that's what sure. it is. I do whatever I can. That's to the make reason sure why. Okay. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Corey. It's all love here. Can I ask a question? We good. Can I ask a question? Like you know how how singers they collab, rappers collab, but has there ever been a producer collaboration? True. You know what? I know that there has been some. There actually has. Yeah. Top of my head, but I know that there have been. There definitely have been. We're gonna have to look that up. We'll look that up for, and throw that into our next gig because that's a that's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. To together, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. And I, you is. know what? It's just for some reason it's just hitting me right now because we're talking about um, artists doing things together with each other and producers doing things together with each other. And there is one song from one producer that was a collaboration of New York, Atlanta, and Miami, all in one song. And the song was called "Round Here." It was Memphis Bleak song. Mm. It had T.I. and it had Trick Daddy in the song. And mm-hmm. it was produced by Just Blaze. So we had a New York producer with a New York artist nice. who was collaborating with an Atlanta artist and a Miami artist all on one song. And it was a big song for me. I love it. So that just hit me just now. Forgot about that one. That was a really mm-hmm. good song. Well, everybody, yep. that's going to round out our conversation for the day. We had a, a really good Yeah, it was um, great. This was a really good one. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad that we had a chance to get through it and talk about these six different artists because, um, or these six different producers, rather, because when it all really comes down to it, we just love music. That's what this whole roundtable is about, is we love music, regardless of the genre. Today, we're doing mostly hip-hop. Next time, we'll do R&B. We may be into all R&B. We may be into pop music, whatever it may be, but... Um, the driving force behind every great song, no matter what genre that is in, is the producers and the songwriters and the people who are the talent behind the talent, the ones who don't get a lot of recognition. And so that's why we want to really do this show to show, uh, you know, the recognition that they should get. And uh, even talk about the ones that, you know, maybe they shouldn't get so much recognition, but maybe they need a little bit more time in the game to, uh, you know, kind of show us what they really got. So hey. shout out to Jay-Z, show me what you got. You know what? I do want to give a shout out to one special person, and that is my girl D Stiff. D Stiff was one of our hosts, and she's moved on to some other things. So, but shout out to D Stiff. She held us down. She got us all. Love you, DJ. So big shout out to her. As yes. Well. Love so, you. Word. Yes, right, D Stiff. So, as always, it's been fun sitting here with yes. Table Crew, L Bug, V Dub, Corby X, a Soundview guy, and uh, my name is Tick Best. I'm from ATL, and we will holler at y'all on the next one. Thank you.